This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yes. Yes, James Flippin, please get into your lotus position right now. Because as part of what we're going through, we need to be cool, calm, and collected. Uh, Diego, I need my yogi music, yoga. Because the answer to all of our problems of our wayward youth, our juvenile delinquents, kids bringing guns into schools and knives, bullying, both the old-fashioned bullying and cyberbullying, James Flippin', Flippin', Flappin', whatever the hell your name is, is not in transgenderism, not in the fact that you can go into Nurse Ratchet in any, any public school, who years ago when I went to PS 114 in Canarsie and Bill Seat Junior High School, I was actually able to get triage. Triage! They wouldn't even bring me to Brookdale, which, oh my God, that was a butcher shop, Brookdale, in the middle of all the crimes, stabbing, shootings in Brownsville. Never ran, never will. Nurse Ratchet would do triage back in the 60s at PS 114 and Bill Seat Junior High School. Now, Nurse Ratchet, if she wanted to give uh, my sons a St. Joseph baby aspirin, because all three go to public schools, she would have to get permission from either the mother, the fathers, or whoever the uh, appointed guardians were. But think about it. If all of a sudden I decide, as James Flippin had mentioned, to identify as a woman because I wanted to compete in the female section of eating hot dogs and Nathan's famous because the male figure is 73 hot dogs in 10 minutes the female record by Sonia the Black Widow is uh, 40 I could do it and they would have to accept that because remember whatever I decide that I am at this moment asexual one moment polyamorous the next which means I have sex with everything moving and breathing or that my gender goes from non-binary to heterosexual to homosexual to all of a sudden man, woman, or something that is so different in between. With all that so confusing to our young boys and young girls, and I guess non-binary children, right? Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. He's the mayor of the illegal aliens. He's not my mayor, ladies and gentlemen, or yours, because all he gives to us is agita. He gives us the bill, because we're the taxpayers who have to uh, pay for him being the Papa Chulo to illegal aliens pouring into our country, and almost to a man and woman saying, I want to go to Nueva York, Nueva York. I get to stay in a five-star hotel, three squares a day, I get a cell phone, I get health care, I get things I couldn't imagine, and I'm staying right in the heart, the gateway to the world, Times Square. And I don't have to pay anything, and I get to hang outside of the Milford Plaza, smoke weed, drink cerveza. I complain because there's no lime and there's no salt and there's no gusano in it. But what the hell? It's all for free. 
But for the children, many of whom will be going to the public schools, are we going to teach them about America? Are we going to teach them the Pledge of Allegiance, the National Anthem? No. Eric Adams' new plan to deal with all the problems that are taking place in the Department of Education, the acronym stands for dumbest organization ever, with a bloated budget, $36 billion of a $107 billion overall budget, one-third of our tax dollars goes to the Department of Education, where instead of teaching them the Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem and requiring that they say it in homeroom. Listen to what Eric Adams wants our children to be taught. Breathing calms your nervous system. It helps to center us and help us regain our sense of balance and focus. It's a valuable, low-cost tool that is proven to improve mental health and well-being. Yum, yum, rangi, kyo. I almost feel like I'm a Hare Krishna out there. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare. Put a dot on my head. We're going to teach our children how to breathe. Is this crazy or what? I'm 69 years old, and I'm saying to myself, you walk into a homeroom class in public school, They don't do the Pledge of Allegiance. They don't do the National Anthem. But what they'll be required to do is inhale, exhale. Well, idiot, Eric Adams, they do it already. It's called vaping outside. They inhale and then exhale. Because of all these illegal weed pop-up shops, 2,000 now in the city, and they're closing bupkis. None. Our kids are walking in there. They're not carding them. They say, oh, how old are you? 13. Don't worry about it. Buy the weed. Yeah, take the edibles here. Take the gummies. Get high. Go to school. Don't worry about it. Then inhale, exhale. That's, that's the way out. And next it'll be doing yoga. As part of physical education. No, no, no. It won't be doing jumping jacks or sit-ups. That's too arduous. My God, to climb the rope? You know how embarrassing it was for me and the other guys? You couldn't climb the rope in front of your peers? And then the skinniest guy could go up and down the rope. And the roughest, toughest guys with muscles between their brains couldn't go up the rope. And if they made it up the rope, they were crying like little mama Luke's. I don't want to come down. Now you get to inhale and exhale, oh God. And you know something? We should be teaching our children the four R's. Yes, the four R's, Diego. I know you're wondering, what the hell am I talking about? Reading, writing. Don't be a Weisenheimer. I know it's with a W. Arithmetic, I know it's with an A, but just patronize me. Reading, writing, arithmetic, all with three R's. And the most important R of all, respect. Like Aretha Franklin said, right? Rated by Rolling Stone magazine, the number one singer and entertainer of all time, right? I mean, whoa. And what song did they pick? R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect. Our children have no respect. Our grandchildren have no respect. Why should they? They look at our adults. 
our adults show no respect to one another. Perfect example, Eric Abenim, swagger man with no plan. Occasionally he'll visit a school, a public school, uh, with uh, Chancellor Banks. By the way, speak of uh, incestuous relationships and nepotism, he's the brother of Phil Banks, who is the deputy mayor for public safety, an unindicted co-conspirator when they were selling gun permits for those who were willing to pay for the right to carry in New York City and were being pleasurized on their many trips out to Las Vegas by a stewardess who was saying, would you like cigars, cigarettes, tipperellos, or oral fixation? And Phil Banks and everyone else said, oral fixation, please. And can we watch the others get orally fixated? Hey, that's the reality. That's what it was. From Reichberg and Hachman, the two Orthodox Jews, who were trying to get influence even from Bill de Blasio. But I digress. Let's get back on track because I want to get into a lotus position. According to Eric Adams, this will... This will free our children from the intimidation of bullies, cyberbullying, physical bullying, guns, knives, carnage. If only they learned to breathe in and breathe out. But what about respect, Eric Adams? How are they going to learn to respect their elders? Which I remember. I remember my grandfather, Fidel Bianchino, my grandmother, Nicoletta. My beloved father, Chester, and my beloved mother, Francesca, who would tell me time and time again, even if your elderly person is wrong or a little titched or ubats, shut your mouth, listen, and show respect. That was not evident the other day at a town hall meeting called together by Eric Adams. He brought his commissioners. He brought his deputy commissioners. He brought an army there. And he wanted to be available to the people of Washington Heights. Every mayor has done this. De Blasio, Bloomberg, Giuliani, Dinkins. It's part of being mayor. The best I ever saw was Henry Cisnernos when he was the mayor of San Antonio and I was organizing the Guardian Angels there. Once a month, they have what they call the bullpen. Every citizen's organization surrounds the, the mayor who's in the middle. No notes, no aide de camp. And they fire away questions at him. And it was the best that I ever saw, other than the parliamentary debates that go on in London, where you have uh, the Tories versus Labour going at one another, and, and the people get to see it for themselves. This was the best form. Back Henry Cisneros was supposed to go on and become our first Latino president. He was on his way. He was young. Tall, debonair, dapper, went to Harvard, don't they all? And uh, he had president written all over him until the FBI sat him down and said, you lied to us when you became the HUD chairman for Bill Clinton because you had a gumada on the side. And they sweated him down. I mean, of all things, you're asking him if he had a gumada. The president of the United States at the time, Bill Clinton, had multiple gumadas. Because he lied to the FBI, Henry Cisneros was kicked out as the head of HUD. And you know who replaced him? Andrew Evilized Cuomo. Who's listening right now on our affiliate WLIR. That's right. With Fredo, with the muscle... 
between his uh, ears. And their wartime consigliere, Joe Pococco, with his Louisville sluggers. They're back at it, trying to crawl back, you know, like crabs out of a basket, and they keep pulling each other down. I know you're listening, Andrew Evil Ice Cornwall. You would have never become chairman of HUD if not for the fact that the FBI caught Henry Cisneros with a gumada. Well, the president of the United States at that point had multiple gumadas. The hypocrisy in America is great. But let me get back on track, Diego, because I know the moment I mentioned sex and gumadas, I got your attention. Before that, you were too busy talking with Rico Radabali and everybody else who walks into the studio. Nobody walks into the studio. I am the maestro. This is the orchestra. No distractions. Not on our mind. Well, I'm going to have to beat the hell out of people here. Old school ways, ladies and gentlemen. The one thing, you have to respect your elders. And Diego, I'm 69, right? Hey, Rico Radabali, I'm 69. I'm the oldest codger here. I've been at this the longest. Although, Rico Radabali, you and I, like 35, 36, 37 years. You should know better. And there was the mayor sitting there at the town hall meeting. And a white woman, he couldn't quite define who she was, was in the distance. And she stood up. How dare you stand up, white woman, and address me? You said before and after that you supported those rent increases. In Nassau, they had a 0% rent increase. Why in New York City, where the real estate is controlling you, Mr. Mayor, why are we having these horrible rent increases last year and this year? Okay, first, if you're going to ask a question, don't point at me and don't be disrespectful to me. I'm the mayor of this city, and treat me with the respect that I deserve to be treated. I'm speaking to you as an adult. Don't stand in front like you treated someone that's on the plantation that you own. Give me the respect I deserve and engage in a conversation. Up here in Washington Heights, treat me with the same level of respect I treat you. So don't be pointing at me. Don't be disrespectful to me. Speak with me as an adult because I'm a grown man. I walked into this room as a grown man, and I'm going to walk out of this room as a grown man. I answered your question. What the hell are you talking about? You have such low self-esteem that you have to berate an elderly woman. Of course, if it were black, you think he would have berated a black woman. Hell no. But it happened to be a white woman. He didn't know who she was. Then later on, the New York Post, the New York Times, vetted her out. As a baby, she was whisked away out of Nazi Germany. Her parents were days away from being gathered up and brought into Auschwitz and exterminated as part of Hitler's final solution. She was able to escape the Holocaust. Now, her politics is not my cup of tea. She had voted for Miley Wiley, you know, the AOC candidate in the Democratic primary. She is to the far left. But, hey, she lives in the Upper West Side, not far from where I and Nancy live with our our 18 rescue cats that Nancy rescues from the shelter and then adopts them out. I hope one day to see her. She'll probably call me a fascist and, you know, say, ah, you're a Republican. It's the right of free speech. The right of free speech and the mayor shut it down. Okay, we all make mistakes. I've made my fair share. 
given 24 hours to correct himself. I'm sure a lot of his aide-de-camps at City Hall, his contributors, called up and said, this is an elderly Jewish woman, a white woman. You're screaming at her. You're putting him down. And so the next day, he was on WINS. You think that maybe he showed some humility? Not Eric Adams. He hates crackers. Well, some could say that, and her behavior was acting in a disrespectful way. And I'm just seeing this disrespect that we are displaying, not only locally, but nationally. Uh, Disrespect to police officers, disrespect to religious groups uh, when they are in our city, disrespectful uh, to everyday people who deliver services. And it needs to stop. Uh, You know, I came from a family that my mom made it clear Never allow someone to be disrespectful to you. That woman disrupted a meeting where all the participants were acting respectfully and cordially to get their issues heard. She disrupted that, and then she was degrading on how she communicated with me. I'm not going to allow civil service to be disrespected, and I'm not going to be disrespected as the mayor of this city. I'm representative. I'm the representative of this city, and we need to start having a better dialogue on how we communicate with each other, both locally and nationally, uh, on how we communicate. Eric Adams, I I didn't know your mom. I'm sure she was a great mother. I got to believe that she told you to respect the elderly. I am calling upon our own Rabbi Joe Potashnik, who is so proud to be appointed to what he said was the first ever Jewish advisory committee to any mayor. Bloomberg didn't have it, de Blasio, not even Rudy. But Eric Adams had it. Forty big machas in the Jewish community. Rabbi Joe, do the right thing. Resign. Resign because this man just will not apologize. And you know why, Rabbi Joe. Because she's a white woman. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. What we say, we won't be banned in the USA. Concerts are for adults. Luke's concerts are for adults. Our record is a year old, but with all the publicity, there's a lot of people... 
curiosity is around. We're selling records to a totally different audience. That nobody else has stickered my album. I made two versions, two versions, two versions. The first amendment gave us freedom of speech. So what you're saying, it didn't include me. I like to party and have a good time. There's nothing but pleasure written in our rhyme. I know you don't think we'll ever quit. We got some people on our side that won't take your lip. We're gonna do all the things we wanna do. You can't stand to see a brother get as rich as you. This is the 90s and we're coming on strong, saying things and doing things that you're saying's wrong. Wising up, cause on election day, we'll see who's banned in the USA. Degenerate hip hop monsters, two live crew out of Miami, but I like this song because too many people are trying to ban free speech in America today, and that's part of what Independence Day is that makes us so unique. If you've been a world traveler, there are few, if any, places that have any pure form of free speech the way we have it. Imagine every day on these airwaves and other airwaves, depending on your political ideology, you can hear the most offensive, worst things said about former President Donald Trump and some of the most worst offensive things said about President Joe Biden. And guess what? You are free to say it. You know how many places in the world you can't even suggest that, including the U.K., where you are not permitted to blaspheme the royalty. I found out the hard way when I was organizing Guardian Angels in England. I tell you, I, I really, I mean, we would have had the Union Jack hanging over our heads instead of the red, white, and blue of liberty and freedom. But there, when I went on the BBC, BBC One, Two, Three, Four, I was told explicitly, you're an American. Don't you dare criticize the royalty. And I said, what are you talking about? No one is permitted to to say anything negative about the royalty. Remember when there was the funeral pro- procession for Queen Elizabeth? Somebody would hold up a sign, end the royalty, and all of a sudden New Scotland Yard would come out of nowhere in plain clothes and take them away and arrest them? Yeah, that's England, right? Magna Carta. Many of our laws, many of our traditions come from the English. But I will tell you this, when you travel the world, there's no better country than this. You could say anything, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. But now, that's being crimped on. All of a sudden, there are people out there who are going, oh, you've offended me. Oh, no, 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 you can't get on a stage. You can't say a certain joke. You can't make a certain reference. That's why this thing of ours, talk radio, is so incredibly important. On our nation's birthday, there were many times it looked like our nation was in dire peril. The War of 1812, the British swept in out of Canada. They sacked Washington, D.C. They burnt it to the ground. Luckily, our president rode on a horse or they would have hung him from the nearest tree. That was the British way. Forget a trial. Forget anything. Just hang them from the nearest street like Nathan Hale right outside City Hall. I have one life to give for my country. And he gave it. And watch. The socialists are going to want to remove that statue like they removed Thomas Jefferson out of the city council chambers. It's coming to that. They want to stifle our free speech. They want to box us in. 
They want to control our thoughts. They want to control our speech. They want to control our freedoms because they believe in government. The whole point of Independence Day, our birthday, is it was a celebration of the people's revolt against the crown. People power. Didn't talk about government. It didn't talk about new masters who would replace the old masters. And think about it. On our nation's birthday, after he served as our first president and he rode away back to Virginia, George Washington was given an opportunity by Alexander Hamilton and his supporters, and they said, you can be king. We can make you king. And maybe the most important decision ever made by a president. George Washington said, no, that's why we had a revolution. That's why we fought and died. We don't believe in royalty. We don't believe in kings or queens. And he rode off into the sunset so that democracy could be preserved. Think of it. On that moment, if he had said, oh, yeah, you want to make me king forever? Forever and a day. And he didn't blink. And he said, he said, excuse me, to Alexander Hamilton. He said, no, Alexander Hamilton. And that put a smile on Thomas Jefferson's face, the one they took out of city hall chambers. That's why freedom is so important. That's what you're birthed into this country with. Or if you become a citizen and you end up knowing more about American history and American civics and those that were born and raised here because that's part of the test, the traditional way of becoming a citizen, then you'll honor America on our nation's birthday, which is less than 24 hours away. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Hello, hello, baby, you called, I can't hear a thing. I have got no service in the club, you say, say. What, what, what did you say? Oh, you're breaking up on me. Sorry, I cannot hear you, I'm kind of bad. Great song by Lady Gaga, Thunder Ties, Lady Gaga, who did a video with Beyonce, Thunder Ties. But those are two women who have established themselves in America's culture, part of what a new generation looks towards. 
and that telephone that has become the communicational vehicle for so many, more so for the younger generation than for the baby boomers, but in not just ways of making telephone calls and receiving telephone calls, but doing videos on the fly and then posting them on your social networking sites, Facebook, you know, for people like uh, Rico Radabali, who wants everyone to know what he had for breakfast at uh, Denny's, the Grand Slam. Who cares? That's really for older people now. And then, of course, Instagram. And you got Twitter. And you got TikTok. Yeah, and I know they want to take TikTok away. They say, oh, it's a red Chinese plot. Yeah, like all of these other social networking companies don't take all of our information and abuse it and misuse it. Only the red Chinese. You can't take my 120,000 followers away on TikTok. See, I'm being selfish now. But why am I playing this song? Because culturally, somebody like Lady Gaga makes a statement. And a new generation listens to little monsters, right, she called them. Right, right, Diego, you're probably part of a little monsters out there. And Beyonce, oh, my God. How is it that Beyonce can walk around and her hair is always flowing? There's, there's no wind out whatsoever, but her hair is always blowing. Somebody is behind her with a fan, always, wherever Beyonce goes. She's the queen. They say, oh, Beyonce, she is the queen. She is the mother of Earth. Not. And then, of course, there is uh, part of that Trinity Troika, what I call the uh, threesome of influencers on young women especially, and that's AOC, All Out Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. When Bernie, the Altacaca Sanders, dies, and that'll be soon if you've seen him of late, he looks like he's a cadaver in formaldehyde he's holding on though you know he wears his n95 mask he's like the only one to wear that anymore in dc so he'll croak soon and he's already said he's going to pass on the torch to aoc who in his presidential run would come out and warm up the crowd and you know get those socialists understanding that they were infiltrating the democratic party and they've they've started to take it over in the urban areas there's no doubt about it Look, who's the mayor in Chicago, a socialist? Start looking all over the place. They call themselves Democrat Socialists of America, but are they really Democrats? If given a choice and you were to say to them, look, you can only be one, you can't be both, most would choose the socialist label because they are. AOC's former chief of staff uh, is now the head of the American Communist Party in New York State. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) check on it. What do you think? She doesn't lean in that direction. And her most recent statements of the many, and remember how she makes her statement. She's walking around with a cell phone, and she does a pop-up video, and it goes viral, and it's almost like the queen is speaking, all hail the queen AOC, who's been a fraud since day one, claiming she's like Jenny on the block, right? Jennifer Lopez? No. Jennifer Lopez, although she's a diva of all divas like Mariah Carey, legitimately the Bronx, grew up in Castle Hill, went to Preston High School, an elite Catholic high school for for girls. But she was Bronx. Sandy uh, Ocasio, Ocasio, whatever the hell her name. She grew up in, uh, what is that, Tarrytown Heights, right? 
She didn't even know what the Bronx was. She couldn't find it on a map. If you go to park yesterday today, and I go with a, a milk container with a picture on it, and I go through the uh, park the co-op stand, I say, have you seen this woman? Huh? Who's she? Gavons. Well, let's talk about AOC in reaction to the decisions that came fast and furiously from the United States Supreme Court. Now, you're entitled to be upset with the decisions at times. The liberals have had the majority. At other times, the conservatives have had the majority. The Warren Court. I remember when Earl Warren was appointed, having been governor of the state of California by Eisenhower, they thought, gee, he'd probably be a moderate. He was ultimately to the far left. Who knew? A lot of times, uh, United States Supreme Court justices have been appointed with certain expectations, and it turns out they're not that way. To the victor go the spoils, right? You got three levels of government. You have the executive branch, you have the legislative branch, and yes, you have the judicial branch, of which uh, the schmuck to putz Chuck E. Cheese Schumer could never seem to remember that there was a judicial branch. He would answer the question, oh, yeah. This is the executive branch. This is the legislative branch. Hey, you schmuck. This is the judicial branch. That's the checks and balances to the executive and to the legislative. And so they gave rulings that were not favorable to AOC. Affirmative action, uh, gay rights. We can go on and on and on. Right? They just weren't happy. Understood. Hey, there have been times conservatives haven't been happy. But what she said in the aftermath should wake all of you up. Because this woman is not interested in uh, getting a majority of Democrats, or in her case, socialists. She's talking about a purge. Listen to her words. Play it, Diego. Courts if they were to proceed without any check on their power, without on their power, uh, then we will start to see an undemocratic and, frankly, dangerous authoritarian expansion of power in the Supreme Court, which is what we are seeing now, from the overturning of abortion rights to the ruling that discrimination and, frankly, stripping the full personhood and dignity of LGBTQ people uh, in the United States. Th- this is, these are the types of rulings that signal a dangerous creep towards authoritarianism and centralization of power in the court. Hmm. Authoritarianism. Sounds like she's preparing for a purge. This is the kind of rhetoric that was used by people like Joe Stalin in the 30s and Hitler in the 30s and Mao afterwards and Saddam Hussein and Kim Jong mentally ill behind the kimchi curtain of North Korea. You know, next step, uh, it's the gulag, and then if they really don't like you, they shoot you in the back of the head. Hey, listen, I want you to play that again. I want you to listen. You know, you could be upset with the decisions of the Supreme Court. At times, I have been. I'm sure there are many of you out there who've been in that same position. But authority, what was that word she used, that that? That $5 word, that multi-syllabic word, listen to it again, Diego, listen to it. Courts, 
if they were to proceed without any check on their power, without on their power, uh, then we will start to see an undemocratic and, frankly, dangerous authoritarian expansion of power in the Supreme Court, which is what we are seeing now, from the overturning of abortion rights to the ruling that discrimination and, frankly, stripping the full personhood and dignity of LGBTQ people uh, in the United States. Th this is, these are the types of rulings that signal a dangerous creep towards authoritarianism and centralization of power in the court. The $5 word, the multisyllabic word, authoritarianism, is a fancy word for fascism. That's really what she's saying. The court is a fascist court. And she goes on to say there needs to be investigations and subpoenas into the justices on the court. Maybe a show trial, AOC. If Chief Justice Roberts will not come before Congress for an investigation voluntarily, I believe that we should be considering subpoenas. We should be considering investigations. We must pass, pass much more binding and stringent ethics guidelines where we see members of Cong uh, where we see members of the of the Supreme Court potentially breaking the law. As we saw in the refusal, you know, with Clarence Thomas to recuse himself uh, from cases implicating his wife in, in January 6th. Wow. She wants to subpoena the justices and the chief judge of the court. Maybe have a show trial, right? Haven't we seen that in history? Achtung! Answer the questions of the Führer! Joe Stalin smiling there with his pockmarked face. It was always photoshopped so that his children, Father Joe, wouldn't see that. Who would basically just say, give him a show trial and shoot him in the back of the head. Just make sure you push him into the ditch before you cover them with dirt. Wait. It goes on. She wants a purge. She wants the justices to be impeached. There also must be impeachment on the table. We have a broad level of tools to deal with misconduct, overreach, and abuse of power. And the Supreme Court has not been receiving the adequate oversight necessary in order to preserve their own legitimacy. And in the process, they themselves have been destroying the legitimacy of the court, which is profoundly dangerous for our entire democracy. Oversight? Who's going to do oversight of the United States Supreme Court? The legislative branch? Lobbyists? The president? You go back in history, FDR didn't like the decisions of the Supreme Court, so he tried to pack the court. He wasn't able to do it. In the last election cycle, when Donald Trump was president, remember Joe Biden and his vice presidential candidate, Giggles Harris, he, 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 they wanted to pack the court. That was the battle cry. Pack the court. This way we can put more folks who lean liberal on, you know, instead of, hey, these are the rules. To the victor go the spoils. When a number of uh, judges or justices uh, leave the bench, you know, decide to retire, or in the case of Justice RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who hang, held on. I mean, this woman held on and held on and held on. I mean, and then eventually uh, she passed to the hereafter. It's the right of the president then. It's part of the executive power to have a replacement 
And then obviously they go before the Senate for review. This is the checks and balances. This woman does not believe in checks and balances. This woman is using the code language of purges. She wants to purge the court of conservatives who happen to be in the majority this time. Maybe in the future they won't be. I mean, think of it in history. Stalin did the purge. Hitler, Saddam Hussein, Kim Jong mentally ill behind the kimchi curtain of North Korea. Fidel and Raul Castro behind the sugarcane curtain of Cuba. Maduro in Venezuela following in the footsteps of Hugo Chavez. They did purges. And then, of course, Daniel Ortega of Nicaragua, the pedophile leader, leader for life now, right, with his wife who's vice president for life. The only one they haven't arrested and done a purge on is the cardinal of the Roman Catholic Church. But, hey, they'll get him in Managua, too. This is what AOC wants. That's why I call her all out crazy. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. When Bernie the Altacaca Sanders dies, and that's going to happen soon, she will become the leader of the Socialists of America, hiding behind the fact that they call themselves Democrats. And there are moderate Democrats listening to me now. You have given up your party to AOC and her minions, the squad. Look at the, look at the power that the squad has. The small number of squad members compared to all the moderate Democrats, but they hold sway. You've let them take over your party in urban America. And look, look at what has followed. That's why I have dedicated my life, ladies and gentlemen, to opening up Ronald Reagan Republican clubs in the belly of the beast, wherever the socialists prevail. Our first one in Astoria, which used to be the home politically. He's still alive, a Peter Valone senior, the most moderate of all Democrats. They took the party from the moderate Democrats. And three months ago, AOC, all out crazy, summoned all the socialists in New York City to Astoria Park. And she announced it is now the People's Republic of Astoria with every elected official pledging allegiance to socialism. We got to fight back. You got to fight back at the ballot box. You got to fight back politically. And I'm doing that. Hopefully you'll join me in this cause. Most of the members of my Ronald Reagan Republican clubs are moderate Democrats in Astoria. We just opened one in Throg's Neck across the bridge, which is in AOC's congressional district. And recently in the North Shore of Staten Island, where you have a quiet socialist, a woman named Hanks. Amelia Hanks, who's the city councilwoman, who's advocated the removal of 1,750 more police and believes that the prison population of New York City should be capped at 350. Now, interesting that she is the Democratic city councilwoman and has no Republican opposition. Well, we have a uh, independent running against her. Rusalan Shamal. I'll let you know more about that. We had to go out and get signatures for an independent line. Staten Island safe streets because the Republicans would not run a candidate against her. You better believe when I'm at the Travis Fourth of July parade as I am 
every year, Tuesday, 12 noon. Come one, come all to the longest-running 4th of July parade in the nation. And I will be confronting the very Republicans who helped me get the nomination of the party to run for May and say, why did you not run a candidate against that cop-hater, that socialist who's hidden, hidden in the masses, who will pledge allegiance to AOC? And not to the United States of America, and not to law and order, and not to the police. Talking about this is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Beat the Mets. Beat the Mets. Come on out and beat the Mets. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, I hate, I loathe, I despise the Mets. Especially the owner, Steve Cohen, who should have been in federal prison for white-collar crime, insider trading information. Preepa Hara, the U.S. attorney of the Southern District, had him on the ropes. His number two guy, though, took the rap, took the coat of Omerta. But as an owner, he's been good to the fans. He spent all of his ill-gotten gain to get you the best team that money can buy. And actually, there's one guy I really like. I don't know. I'm sort of split on this. Half of me says, I really like this guy, Pete Alonso Polo Bear. The Polo Bear, because he's the two-time home run derby champion in the All-Star game. And he's competing now after coming off a major injury. He's going to gut it out. I mean, that's that's what the fans want. But, oh, the Yankees, oh, you know, all the years, Judge Stanton, anyone else, we can't have him in the home run hitting contest. Oh, my God, heavens to Betsy, no. With the outrageous prices that are charged, the reverse mortgage you have to take to see a game, to go with your family or your friends, or especially the kids. So I praise him for... Participating in the home run hitting contest, home run derby in the All-Star game. He's done that twice before he won. Did another time, I think he lost. And now he's in it to win in 2023. Unfortunately, when I read Phil Mushnick in the post, and he is the greatest sports uh, commentator, bar none, because he calls it like it is. He wonders why the Mets would give Pete Alonso the microphone to charge up the crowd, in which then Pete Alonso goes, let's effing go Mets. He makes a good point. That's why, for all you Mets fans, you got to understand the curse of George Santos is upon you because opening day, George Santos, who wouldn't know baseball from soccer, put on a throwback Mike Piazza Italian Stallion jersey and professed his love for the Mets. Hey, guys. Today's opening day. As a good old Mets fan, I know you guys aren't going to be playing until April 6th back home, but in good old fashion, let's go Mets! The curse of that transgender uh, drag queen, George Santos, a man who lied uh, from the time he was birthed every day of his life, who the other day had to go to court, uh, I think in uh, Central Iceland Federal Court, And it was a veteran crying about the fact that he had ripped off money for a non-existent charity to help animals. It was supposed to help his dog who died 
Oh, I, I cheered, I cheered that veteran on. You dirtbag, George Santos. So, hey, Steve Cohen, I would suggest you bribe George Santos that after the All-Star break, you pay him to burn his Mike Piazza throwback jersey and attack the Mets, right? Do a video, right? I give it up on the Mets. And by the way, my choice for permanent police commissioner is Eddie Caban. Uh, you know, the mayor is toying around with the idea of having past the gray pool pond, Buffy, uh, Jessica <laughs> Tish become the police commissioner. That would be a disaster. He will not appoint Eddie Caban the permanent police commissioner, which he has earned. But I got to say to my very dear friend, Eddie, yesterday outside the hospital after you visited the five-year-old who got shot in a car at a vigil for somebody who got shot the day before, you showed up as the brand-new police commissioner, even though you're the interim commissioner, with a throwback New York Yankee jersey on. With number one on the back that says Caban? Hey, Eddie, you know better than that. You know, put on a windbreaker, you know, NYPD. Come on, Eddie. You're going to feed the stereotype. You know, first it was the Irish mafia that ran the police department. Now it's the black mafia. You know, they're all GQ'd down. Man, come on. You could be the first permanent Hispanic Latino police commissioner. You've earned it, Eddie. Don't show up wearing a New York Yankee throwback jersey. First off, you're going to piss off Met fans. You're the police commissioner of everyone. And on the back, you put Caban with the number one. Eddie, I got to have a conversation with you and straighten you out. <laughs>